to celebrate the release of his second solo record, True North, which is out on March 15. Peter Garrett's coming to town with his band, The Alter Egos. They're going to be at the Regal Theatre on March 23rd, and he's with us right now. Good morning. Good day, Peter. Morning, Lise. Good day, Clazy. So the album's out March 15. Does it ever get any less sort of exciting and a little bit nervy just before it's released? You know what? It actually... It's incredibly weird for me because, let's face it, there's a few records under the belt. Mm. Yes. But I still feel that sense of, wow, the thing that I dreamed about as a kid, the thing that we push so hard against in the oils to try and get our music done. Yep. And here I am at the stage managing to get another one uh, out and about and feeling very good about it. And short answer, I'm super excited. Awesome. Yeah, excited. I it would be a shame not to still have that little, oh, you, you know, the, bit of, hope the they buzz. like it. Yeah. They, yeah. Hey, Peter, was this um, the home, is this a home studio you worked on this one in? What was the story behind it? No, I did it in Sydney. I did it with um, a producer, Tony Buchan, who's done a lot of different people. But the basic idea was uh, whoever would have thought that there would be songs dropping out of the sky, hmm. uh, mm. particularly when we came off from the Oz tour. I think everyone was going to do a little bit of this or that. Mm. But I had lots of adrenaline. I felt it's still happening. And it doesn't always happen for artists. Sometimes you can have dry spells. So when, you, when you're when you getting a bit of uh, a tropical downpour, you've got to get the bucket out and catch those songs. Absolutely. So we just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's amazing, honestly. And, and I'm grateful for that and surprised. And I know that I've just got to really sort of squeeze everything out of it that I possibly can grab some people who I think can do justice to the songs. Martin Rossi from mm. my brother from the Oz came in to play guitar mm-hmm. and just tell people the stories behind what they were, not trying to make them into major statements about the meaning of life, although there's plenty of that anyway, mm-hmm. but really just giving them a sense of, hey, this is a simple song, this is where it goes, and not let the technology and the computers drive us. I mean, it's a part of it, but sometimes you can end up, uh, it seems to me that sometimes people are making music which sounds very very robotic. I don't like mm. that. I like human music yep. with all its frailties, with its warmth, with its guts, with its whatever, mm. and do a couple of takes and then pretty much the job was done. Tell us about the alter egos. So when I did my first solo record when I got out of the parliament, which was just a folk record to just get those songs done, I got a woman from a band called the Jezebels. Heather Shannon came in to play some keyboards for yeah. me and I yeah. thought she did an amazing job. Yeah. Yeah. So she's back on board, Martin's playing, And then we just grabbed um, a couple of guys that play in Sydney who are really very, very highly accomplished, great reputation, sort of session players in a way, but with lots of heart and soul, Evan Minnell on drums. Actually, his partner is um, Zoe Houtman, who plays with Missy and Mossy quite a bit. And uh, Rowan Lane, who's played with all sorts of people around the place. They were free, they were available. And I mean, look, we're very lucky that we can make music. I mean, it's something which has always meant a huge amount to me, but sometimes I've had a real lot on my plate. Uh, We've been running issues hard or there's been pressure on. This time it was a little bit more like, let's just look at each song, let's treat it like a precious sunflower, Mm. see if we can water it a bit and, and hopefully it'll bloom. Mate, how comforting is it to have? I mean, what's the story with you and Martin Rossi now? What's that, 45 years or something? It's, it's a long time to have that man who you can rely on there. I know he had a birthday this yeah. week. He never seems to age, uh, the, the wonderful player he is, but uh, it was his birthday. It's what, incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it is amazing. He's a, yeah, no. yeah, he's like one of those people. But no, uh, no. Look, you're right, Claire. He's amazing. I think you know when the Oz first started, mm. and I realised that he was always going to play pretty much 
the spot-on guitar line for everything. Right. He'd be, he'll play with Jim, he'd support, he can mm. play lead. Mm. He's, Martin's all about the music, you know, and he always has been. And for him, that's far and away the most important thing. And uh, to have him there, it's just incredible. We played Waitangi Day in New Zealand a couple of weekends ago, and really big show over there and a lot of fun. And I noticed a lot of the, a, a lot of people coming down to that side of stage, you know, just literally to sort of watch the way he plays the guitar. It's, yeah. it's not fussy, mm. but it's just got so much feel and mm. it's like another limb for him, but no, he's a lovely man and I'm really delighted he's with me. You have, over the many years and the many gigs, you have played probably in the most widely varied uh, venues from, you know, plonked <laughs> in the middle of the bush somewhere to beautiful old Art Deco cinemas to just a, a um, festival stage. I remember seeing you in the mid-90s at the gorgeous Palais Theatre on the Esplanade in St Kilda and oh, yeah. I, no, no, I was underneath that. the balcony bit and I was nervous. I thought <laughs> that balcony was coming down. Yeah. Now you're going to play the beautiful <laughs> Regal Theatre, which is also, yeah. you know, it's the Regal sums it up. Does the venue that you're playing at, does that have a real bearing on the, you know, how you feel as you go about the show? Uh, look, in a way it does because if you're in a nice room, you know, and I'm looking forward to playing the Regal and I love playing theatres. Mm. I think we can make them sound really good. Mm. And also, you know, you've got all the, whatever happened the night before or the night before, you know, sometimes they've got a real atmosphere to them. Mm. I mean, we play in a club, well, it's a very big club actually in Paris called the Olympia and it's really well known yeah. and everybody wants to play there. And in the foyer, well, downstairs when you're going towards the dressing rooms, there are all the photos of everyone that's ever played there in, along this long corridor and you're walking along, you know, Elvis, or not Elvis, actually, because he never played out of the States. What am I saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miles Davis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miles Davis, Madonna, you know, you 2 Yeah. Uh, Edith Piaf, Louis Armstrong. I was Louis about to say probably Edith. Wow. Yeah. yeah. M&M, M&M, you know, it just, it just goes <laughs> on and on and on. And you think, wow, you know, we're actually playing in this place and you can feel that. You c- yeah. I think that, you know, so, yeah, but at the same time, the second part of the answer is really that, for me at least, I don't overthink what I'm doing when I go out. Okay. How can and I give yep. it what, what I do. Mm. I just try and respond to the music and to the room and just let it unfold as a natural experience and not, not get too analytical about it all. So, I mean, I feel like I can do what I do and sing and, and be the way I am pretty much anywhere, but uh, it is nice when you're in a good room like the Regal. Yeah. Isn't that funny? We've all got our gig because Lisa's talking about that gig. with that. And I, I remember seeing you. Oh, never forget that. <laughs> I remember seeing you in Queensland, Pete, when, uh, when Earth and Sun and Moon came out and you did that uh, that incredible uh, thing where we interviewed you in the in the Queensland. And rainforest and saw you on the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah, that, okay, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I that remember. Was, that was incredible. That night, that big beer barn you played in, and it felt dangerous. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the atmosphere yeah there was, was like, an edge. It was rock and roll, but it was dangerous. <laughs> I don't know if you felt the same yeah. way on the stage, but I think it was, you guys were going off and Hurst, he was smacking the hell out of the drums, and yeah. just one of those nights you yeah, never no, forget. No, yeah, well, look, yeah, there have been some moments when you think, uh, okay, I mean, we're on 11, but have we pushed a bit too hard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, actually, it's, it's, it's funny, Lisa, saying about the Palais because we pretty much did get banned from most venues from that period on. (laughs) (laughs) The reason that they weren't entirely confident that the structural integrity was doing what you Be careful, especially old theatres. That's why they then put you in a barn after that because of that. Yeah, that was our fault. Or or, or a footy field at the back of nowhere. Do you remember the first time you heard yourself on the radio? Mm. Oh, Wow. Actually, I do, and I can tell you why, because mm. I was very close to my gran, 
and she outlived my mum and her husband, and she and I were exactly 70 years apart. And, uh, and actually, for people that have ever seen the SBS, you know the SBS program, Who Do You Think You Are? Yes, yes, yes. yeah. Yeah, so there's, I did one a couple of years ago, yeah. and the amazing part about this story is that in her early life, before she gets married, she works as a nurse off the coast of WA uh-huh. in leper colonies on the islands there. Okay. Anyway, she ends up over in Sydney. She's, she's my grand, you know, she's experienced the Depression, First World War, Second World War, the whole deal. And um, I said to her, you know what, I've made a record. And she said, oh, really? You know, so what's that? And I explained it all. And I said, well, look, I'm going to take you out for Kentucky Fried Chicken. We've got to go down the beach. (laughs) And um, she used to love to do it on the weekend. And I'll have the radio on. Maybe we'll hear it. And anyway, as we were driving down, yeah, and I couldn't believe it at the time. Yeah, it was Double J at the time, the ABC station. Yeah. But but they played Run By Night off the first album. Wow. Because we never got played on the commercial. Remember back in the day? No, not even the, uh, and, the uh, Triple M's, yeah. Yeah, no, no. We never got to run until the Diesel era. And yep, yep. she's like, she just nodded. No, oh, yes, yeah, very nice. Oh. Yeah, I remember it. Oh, that's that good. is amazing. Well, you mentioned that magical age, mate. You're 70 years apart, and that uh, birthday of yours last year, did you uh, celebrate or no, just no, ignore it? it? Did you ignore <laughs> it a bit? Did you go away? Claire's yeah, rude. Totally. Um, it's not happening. Yet. <laughs> Good man. Hey, Pete, I, someone's yeah, lying. Yeah, yeah, they're lying in the bios. Mate, I do want to mention the True North because I've only got a sample of songs from the new album on uh, Apple Music and that Innocence Parts 1 and 2. Are you going to do that live? Because that really stopped me in my tracks. Oh, look, thanks, mate. That's that's kind and I appreciate that. Well, yes, we will. We'll do Innocence 1 and 2. We'll, pl- we'll play a fair bit of it. We'll yep. play some of the other stuff. We'll play some more songs. I mean... Every show, every night is different. I don't have a, a strict set list. I tend to let it unfold. But, mm. I mean, I don't have to explain it all. When we played, when the Alls did, did Perth last time, you know, we sort of stuck it up to Woodside and what was going on. And I know that's <laughs> a big and controversial issue in the West. But yeah. I do really feel that the climate crisis is going to require us all in different ways to really respond seriously. But I don't want to sing about it in a way – I want to sing it about it in a way that's real to me. Yep. How I think – and how I feel. And sometimes, you know, you can. that's what was really lovely about doing the record is that each song's got its own character. Sometimes mm-hmm. you've got spoken words. Sometimes you've got things that are almost a little bit country. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got stuff which is a bit bigger and rocky. And I just really wanted the full sort of 360 degrees of what a song could be and how songs could sound to be reflected on the record. And, yeah, look, we're talking about the age of things, but I think the most important thing about whatever the age you are is at, it's where you're at as a person and what you're doing in that day and what you're trying to wring out of it. And, you know, I got that lemon and I was squeezing it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome. Well done, mate. Uh, True North is out March 15. It's available to pre-order now. For more info, head to petergarrett.com. And you'll be in town March 23 at the beautiful Regal Theatre. Lovely to talk yeah, to you. Yeah. Yeah. Stunning, mate. Always a pleasure to catch we'll up. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having us. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, we really look forward to getting across. You take care. Thank Thank you. Bye-bye.